The titanic form of winter looms over the world, casting us in shadows deep, dark, and cold beyond reason. But in the distance you see a flicker of warmth, a resting place with a roaring fire and friends, new and old. And at the center of it all, a strange person armed with a story he's just dying to tell you. Click the link in the description and visit the Wrong Station Patreon. Start your seven-day free trial today and explore bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and more. You're listening to the Wrong Station Pledge Drive. The Wrong Station is only possible with the support of listeners like you. Become a subscriber today by visiting patreon.com slash thewrongstation. You'll receive access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes discussions, our new book club, and so much more. Today, The Wrong Station is proud to present Rhino by Alexander Saxton. These days, my parents and I just do Thanksgiving together. We don't do the whole big family thing anymore. The drinking, the constant teasing, my god, the yelling. Enough yelling for the rest of my life, thanks. The last Thanksgiving was at my Uncle Rich's out in the Burbs. Imagine a big detached house on a cul-de-sac. A 1950s bungalow bumped up two stories in the 90s, three in the 20-teens. Whitewashed with pillars flanking the door like it was Versailles or something. That was Uncle Rich. He had money and he liked to show it. You weren't supposed to say he was rich, though. He preferred wealthy. That year, there were about 25 of us. Aunts, uncles, cousins, mystery relations, the whole bag. Uncle Rich was holding court. He had a deep tan, a checkered sport coat with a gold necklace instead of a tie, and a bright brown balding forehead that reflected the yellow light of the hallway as he clapped every man on the shoulder, kissed every woman on the cheek. Me, I was a shy kid just starting to poke my nose out of my shell, standing around in the living room with my ginger ale, making a lame first attempt to hang out with my cooler, older cousins. Of the four of us in that circle, Morgan was the oldest. She'd just graduated university, and she had green hair. I was just looking for something interesting to say, when Morgan noticed something on the wall, and her eyes went wide. Holy shit, she said. Is that a fucking rhino? We all turned to look at the wall, there, indeed, was a shiny, new-framed photo of a rhino lying dead in the dust in the Namibian savanna, and crouched in front of it were Uncle Rich and his stepson Clarence, both wearing pith helmets and carrying rifles. "'Jesus Christ,' said Morgan. "'God, look at Clarence. He's like a tomato.' "'You're rich! Rich!' Uncle Rich, who'd been standing in the doorway talking F1, excused himself and strolled over, leading with a glass of scotch." Hey, Morgan, how are you, sweetie? You're looking great. He went in for the double kiss, but she pulled back, pointing at the rhino. The fuck is this? Eh? Oh, yeah, that's the uh, rhino I shot with your cousin Clarence in Africa this spring. You went to Africa? Yeah, your mom didn't tell you? Just this spring. And while you were there, you decided, what, let's kill some endangered animals? Okay there, Morgan. I, I know it's not uh, woke or whatever, but... What do you mean, woke? There's like three of these things left, and you shot one. It was in a park, he said, reasonably, 
We paid the government a lot of money first so they can spend that money protecting the other ones. Really, we were saving the rhinos. Rich, said Morgan. Come on, you know that's bullshit, right? Bullshit? No, sweetie, that's how... You didn't go to Africa to save shit. You went there to shoot something big so you could put it on your wall. And who cares if it's the last of its kind? Why? What's the matter with you? What do you get out of killing some random animal? Uncle Rich sniffed a little. Drew himself up a little. Listen, uh, maybe you don't understand, but... I'm a hunter, right? It's like, a the instinctive thing. Primal. Your cousin and I, we go hunting every fall. It's the thing we do as father and son. So when we went to Africa, we went hunting because... It's what we do. Morgan just rolled her eyes. Oh yeah, like the guides didn't just serve this thing up on a platter. Okay, open up, shoot this big dumb animal that's not even looking. Not like you'll miss since it's the size of a barn door. Real sporting, Uncle Rich. Primal hunter stuff. By now, most of the living room had cleared. A couple people were watching from the hallway, and the other three cousins were just standing awkwardly looking at our drinks. Rich's forehead was even shinier now, and there was an edge to his voice, and his drink spilled a little as he gestured. Look, young lady, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. That animal there is one of the five most dangerous creatures on the planet. You have no idea what it's like to go toe-to-toe with a creature like that. And he trailed off because Morgan was making the jerk-off hand motion. He grew very quiet. You, he muttered, have grown into a very rude young woman. He turned on his heel and stalked away. (laughs) Boomers, man. Morgan said to the rest of us. Just have to know how to handle them. And I thought that was the end of it. Though, anyone who's ever been to a big Thanksgiving knows, anything that happens before the second bottle of wine is just round one. Two hours later, dinner was done and cleared away. Various aunts and uncles of the progressive kind were handling the washing up, and all the old bastards were out back on the porch with their cigars. The kids, broadly defined, We're all upstairs watching old movies on the dusty flat screen in the den. Twenty minutes into Adam's family values, Uncle Rich appeared at the door, and it was clear from the way he led with the big glass of red wine at his gut that he had enough alcohol for round two. Hey kids, come on, I want to show you something. "Uh Uh-oh, Morgan said at the side of her mouth. More pictures of dead animals? She was drinking 8% IPAs, so I guess she was ready for a rematch too. Oh, no, said Uncle Rich. No more pictures, I promise you. Now, come on, up you all get. TV off. We're heading downstairs. With a shrug, my cousin Justin clicked off on the remote, and we all got up and followed Rich down the carpeted stairs. Oi, Richie, you running a summer camp over there? Shouted Uncle Ramon as Rich led us past. (laughs) Just gonna teach these kids a thing or two about life. Oh, nice knowing you, kids. The basement staircase had been narrow and rickety when I was younger, but now polished hardwood led down into a finished basement with a home gym. Come on, further back. Further back. He led us through a back door into the unfinished side of the basement, which had always been filled with boxes of family storage, but was now filled with boxes of family storage and a walk-in industrial freezer, like the kind you'd find in the back of a fishmonger's. Whoa, Uncle Rich, Morgan said. You find a new way to store your Miller Lite? Keep laughing, kid. He grabbed the handle of the walk-in and flung it open. 
A breath of cold air washed over our faces. And with it, a very faint smell of decay. Holy shit. I don't remember exactly who said that. I think it was all of us. Because inside, using most of the space in that walk-in, was the enormous carcass of a rhinoceros, with a crusty red bullet hole just behind its front left foreleg. They, they, they let you take it home? Justin stammered. Uncle Rich shrugged. Like I said, we paid the Namibs a lot of money. But why? I mean, what are you going to do with it? Rich shrugged again. I don't know. Get it stuffed, cook it, bury it in the shoebox out back. I'm still making up my mind. The point is, he now turned to Morgan. Look at the size of it. I mean, really look how big it is. And you're telling me you wouldn't be scared if you saw this thing coming right at you? But Morgan just folded her arms across her chest. Not if I had a fucking gun. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I'd never heard Uncle Rich's voice so shrill. I mean, come on, right? Like, look. He stepped into the cold, right up to the carcass, holding a hand to his spiky, thinning hair to measure his own height. I'm 5'11", and this thing lying down is almost my height. Unbelievable. And here I am, and I killed this thing, single-handed, all by myself. A and you're gonna sit there and tell me there's nothing impressive about that? I mean, look at this thing. I just don't think it's that impressive, Morgan replied. Or, like, impressive at all, really. Really. Rich put down his wine glass and grabbed hold of the rhino's huge, curved horns. I stood there, just as far as you're standing, while this monster bore down on me, and I held my nerve. And you're looking at me like that's nothing? Less than nothing. Morgan didn't look like she was enjoying this anymore. Just looked cold and a bit sick. I'd honestly be more impressed if you stayed home and watched TV. Now, Rich was climbing the great gray body. He had his fingers in the bullet hole. You have no idea. He was ranting. You kids know nothing about life. Wait till you're older, huh? He grunted and pulled. The wound widened. A bit of sluggish blood stained the cuff of his jacket. Then maybe, just maybe by then you'll have some sort of clue. Eh? He was reaching deeper into the body. Up to the forearms now. Up to the elbows as his voice rose and a bit of spittle clung to his chin. Like, look at this thing! Look how deep its body goes! This beast weighs 5,000 pounds, and I killed it! He was pulling and ripping, chewing out a red crater in that big, sad body. Its horn is a meter long! This thing could run through a jeep, but I killed it! I slayed it! Me! We were all looking on, petrified, wide-eyed with horror and disbelief. All except Morgan, who just curled her lip and shrugged and walked away. Nobody gives a shit, she said over her shoulder. Morgan, you're going to have a rude awakening about how things actually work as soon as you enter the real world. But she was already gone. It was now a sort of bloody tunnel that he'd torn into the rhino's flank, and as he screamed after my cousin, he was climbing up into it until he had both legs up inside, and he crouched in there like a caveman at his hole. And then he was, he was sort of climbing down, as if there were a stepladder hidden on the other side. Kids, don't listen to her, he shouted as we looked on in fear. 
You want to be successful in life? Well, guess what? This is what it looks like, eh? This is what it looks like. Then he was all the way inside, disappearing in there like someone climbing down a manhole. For a minute, we all stood in silence until Justin offered, Uncle Rich? But when no answer came, we all shuffled close to the body and stared inside. Just a black red hole gaping out at us from the gray hump of the dead thing's body. When I stepped forward to stick my head inside the hole and look down, Justin grabbed me and pulled me back. It was a long while before anyone ran upstairs to get help. That whole time, the rhino just lay there with its great eyes closed. Peaceful, in spite of all that had been done to it. We never found my Uncle Rich after that. He never came back up out of that hole. Well, that was the last Thanksgiving for us. We don't really do the big family thing anymore. And I think we're all happier that way. <laughs>